Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 38, Now What? with Jessica Lemon. Jessica, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And what uh, what scrumptious beverage are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a glass of Chardonnay from Cundy Wineries in California. Nice. Anything special or just we got a case of it and we still have some? Yeah, I'm working so. my way through the case a little rapidly, <laughs> given our current predicament. Desperate times, baby. Desperate times. That's right. And I'm drinking a glass of red wine. It is a dark horse, double down red blend. Dark, luxur- luxurious, luxurious, and bold. So, good stuff. And again, it's not the, uh, definitely not the most expensive wine, but it's a good one. We like, it's probably like dark horse seven or eight dollars a mm-hmm. bottle, and it's nice middle of the road and uh, nice red blend. So, well, on this podcast we wanted to kind of talk about some things that we've been discussing around our house about the current pandemic and what people can do um i feel like we're kind of over the initial shock of the whole thing like okay is this real okay they shut down schools this is real you know that kind of thing yeah restaurants are closed we've been asked to shelter in place or stay at home order however you want to say it uh we started that on the 12th Right. But I think we were asked to do that the following week. Monday, maybe? I think, yeah. was school was stopped on Monday. No, they stopped or school on the 12th, on Thursday, the 12th. And when they closed all the schools, you and I were like, hmm. No, I think they went to school Friday. But yes, they closed them all down. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyways, that was crazy. We got social distancing going on. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. They closed them down. They announced it that Thursday. Right. Thursday was the day yes. where we. Yes. Kind of got all this news all at mm-hmm. once, and we're like, "What the heck's going on?" Yeah. So, so it's been a couple of weeks. We're now at the end of March, and um, President Trump announced that we were going to be sheltering in place for another thirty days, April thirtieth. Yeah, so, through April thirtieth. So yeah, so we're just kind of continuing this surreal movie-like right. vibe pandemic. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting. So we've been mm-hmm. kind of discussing like, okay, what, you know, what are things that we've done or what, what are the things that, you know, maybe we've done in the past that could help, uh, that we're definitely currently doing, that right. we could help people um, in the future. And the first thing I wanted to start uh, talking about was uh, to grow a victory garden. Um, that's definitely something you should do or you could do. And it's really interesting. People are really, really interested in growing their own food right now. Um, all the seed companies that I use, uh, Johnny's and Baker Creek and all of them, Gurney's, all of them, they have uh, a pretty, you know, sizable disclaimer about how the orders are behind. Um, you know, I think Johnny said that they have all the seeds they, that you need, um, but they're just so far behind on orders. And since the pandemic and since, you know, co- coronavirus started, people are really worried about their food. And I think uh, a victory garden is a great idea. And um, do you know what a victory garden is? Well, I was going we... to ask. I was waiting for you to take a breath to say, and if people don't know what a victory garden is, John. Right. Oh, okay. Can you describe a victory <laughs> garden? Because honestly, I had to ask you this last night because I had read an article that said um, people are interested in victory gardens, places that sell um, chicks, baby chicks are running out of chickens because yeah, like people are buying chickens. Yeah. yeah, so it's a very interesting an interesting trend, I think, that 
I didn't suspect it makes sense, but I didn't sure. Suspect, suspect yeah, and that. I guess I mean obviously food is a very important thing, but yeah. So during World War II, um, in the 1940s, they had this campaign um, in the United States to encourage people to grow a garden, and it was called Grow a Victory Garden. And from my understanding, they had um, there was a supply chain kind of disruption because all the fuel that we were using. Uh, was was going to you know airplanes and tanks and things to fight the Germans and so it was really difficult to get you know to truck food around and so um, they encouraged they had a whole campaign they had commercials I actually watched an old commercial on somebody's video today it was really interesting but it was like you know how to grow Victory Garden what to grow and I guess by the end of the war that 40% of people's vegetables and produce was grown at home. And that's just amazing. Like, I don't have any idea what it is now. I think it's like 5% or it's it's something abysmally low like that. Right. But I just thought that was really interesting. And I thought in these times, um, it's just neat how people are interested in that. So I've been sort of feeling for a while now, actually before this started, I had commented to a friend that I was just thinking small. (laughs) Which sounds like such a sounds like such a um, anticlimactic thing to say. Like, yeah, I'm thinking really small now. Like, I'm not right. going for big. I'm not achieving. You're going huge. But no, I was I'm thinking tiny. I said I'm beginning to think that maybe grassroots and really connecting one on one with my readers is the way to go with my books, rather than try to gain a hundred thousand readers or a million readers or be on top. And it just feels to me like this small trend is almost continuing with people are like focusing on gardening in their backyards and in um, planters and in their windowsills. And yeah, yeah, thinking thinking more of their community. Now we're sort of forced to think of our community and the announcement of a pandemic obviously shrunk everybody's focus to your family and friends, right? Like you have a list of people that right. you contacted first. You have a list right. of people that you contact regularly. So that sort of ripple effect where you've got the people in the middle and it kind of spreads as it goes. I think we've all really been thinking smaller and more local. And it's a trend that I think is going to continue past this once we get through this and we will get through this. We will. We don't know how long it's going to take, but I feel very confident that uh, we're going to make it and it's going to be better. And I think we're going to come out better on the other side. And obviously there's, you know, we've got a long way to go and there's definitely some, you know, people are going to get sick and people are going to die and it's not going to be wonderful. But I think on the other side of this, I think we'll we'll definitely have some really positives. Um, I mean, I'm always kind of Captain Silver Lining anyways. Right. I know, and it's so hard when you're talking about actual Americans, actual people, actual, I mean, globe-wide, you know, not just Americans, everybody across the planet's dealing with this. And it's hard to kind of compartmentalize and say, well, after all this, you know, negative stuff is over, it's going to be good. But I also recognize the need to kind of grab onto that. Like, you need you need some hope here. You know, this is... Not going to take all of us out. So the ones that are left, how are we going to honor the people that we lost? And how are we going to honor this battle that we fought? Right. And what changes are we going to make that uh, we could be prepared for, you know, maybe not so much a, a virus pandemic, 
Um, but maybe something else, maybe, you know, a stock market crash or something along those lines as well. Or another war or... Yeah, yeah. Or, some, yeah or something like that. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. I really think um, this is kind of wakening people up. Right. And it's interesting how there's just been, I mean, everybody I know has been asking me about how to grow a garden and I've just, yeah. people I'd, that I never thought would be interested in it. And it's just been, it's been great for me because I love talking about it. So. Well, but. we need to get you on YouTube so you can start. Get me on the tube. Yeah, so that you can start sharing all the amazing knowledge because you've been training for this for, well, a year. A yeah. year this month, right? A couple years, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I've been, yeah, because we went to the class. But I mean, I grew things the year before. Right. Well, um, you've been growing things since we lived in the other house before we, we even lived here. I mean, yeah, I remember you pulled that six hilarious or ten years ago. carrot out of the yard. And that was in the old house, right? <laughs> Correct. We had some pretty good broccoli then, too. And the hops as well. That's been six, right. or, six or eight years. Oh, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I just wanted to kind of do a, a quick overview of how and where to grow and maybe what to grow. Um, there's multiple ways to grow. The three that come to mind as the easiest, um, you can just have like a container. You can have a t- container garden. You can have actually on Amazon, um, there's a little herb garden, like a little container herb garden that you can just have on your counter in your kitchen. And actually one of my sisters bought one and she thinks it's really cool and they grew some stuff and it's it's working out well. And don't you think, sorry to interrupt, no, don't you ahead. think that that, just having a live plant in your house can automatically improve your mood and improve your air quality. That's a fact. That, Absolutely. You know, this plant that's pumping oxygen into your house is very good for you. So, yeah, I mean, there's multiple things that are great about it. I love, I mean, it's great to look at plants. Uh, again, you know, they're creating oxygen, so it helps you breathe better as well. But, and then if you just like, let's say you just have something easy like cilantro. You just have a little, or basil, actually. Basil right. is the perfect, yeah. one of the perfect indoor container plants. You just have some basil on the counter. It looks cool. Um, it smells, it smells great. Oh, yeah. It smells amazing. Yeah, very And then if you're making pasta or anything, just grab a couple leaves and chop it up and throw it in once you're, you know, top off whatever you're making. And mm-hmm. it just tastes so good because fresh basil and fresh cilantro and parsley and that just tastes so much better. Yeah. So, but there's other um, containers you can use. Uh, you know, if you have like a, you just have limited space, just have a balcony, you can have a couple pots. Um, I mean, I like to use these, uh, 10 gallon grow bags. Uh, I've saw a guy that, uh, lived at uh, one of the apartments that I used to manage and he didn't actually have any yard, but we kind of let him use part of his back patio. And he had, my gosh, he had like 20 different tomato plants out there. Really? Yeah, wow. it was crazy. That and it is was, crazy. Yeah, I mean, he just had these huge tomatoes, and he just <laughs> and nothing was in the ground. He just had pots or grow bags. Yeah. So. That's yeah. Good. So just because you don't have a lot of space doesn't mean you can't grow something. I mean, yeah. get a little tiny pot and put a couple seeds in it. Yeah. So. Do you think too that people are kind of wanting to reconnect with the earth at this point, since it it seems just grossly obvious how much we've been mistreating the planet now that we've all had to stop sure in our tracks it's a little obvious that we've overused yeah i totally, yeah, I totally misused, agree with you you know well the food system we've talked about you know the food system's broken and it's easy right. to say things like that things are broken but it's not so much that it's broken it's just it's just kind of fragile and there's some things there's pieces and parts of it that that we just think are, are just aren't working real well not right. very efficient um, I mean, if we're getting, and I understand, I'm all about, you know, 
getting food seasonally or out of season, you know, if I'm getting blueberries or if I'm getting avocados, you know, I can't grow avocados in Ohio. So I'm all about eating avocados from California or Mexico or whatever. But I just think seasonal vegetables that you can get at your farmer's market or grow in your yard is just so much better way to get nutrients. Like right now we have a lot of spinach. We have a lot of kale. We do. Uh, and that is in season right now for our climate. So yeah, it does make you think like, okay, well, we'll just put spinach in everything. So. Right. Yeah, we've had an abundance of spinach. I had it in the the greenhouse for the first time this year and then in a couple cold frames and it's it towards I've been like, putting it in everything we've been cooking if you haven't noticed. Oh, it's like been when great. I've been making dinner, it's like, okay, what else can I how, what else can I throw in there? Yeah. Yeah, Popeye would definitely be proud. <laughs> but yeah, so don't let don't let your uh, you know, your lack of space limit what you can grow. I mean, even if you're in an apartment in New York City or whatever, you could grow something. Um, but the next thing would be if you had, uh, if you wanted to kind of do something larger, you could do like a raised bed. And raised beds are easy. I mean, a raised bed could be, uh, you know, a two feet by two feet raised bed. Um, just get a slap a couple boards together. Uh, maybe put some cardboard or uh, or some newspaper if you're putting it like on top of grass. So by a raised um, bed, you just mean it. You just build the walls. You build this frame. Yeah from four pieces of wood and then you just put it anywhere and then yep. fill that with dirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing I suggest, I mean, and you rather can, than till. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And it's so easy. You could also use uh, bricks or stones or logs or anything you want to use to make a raised bed. Um, but the best thing to do, I believe is to, you know, once you built your, your structure, your, your box, so to speak, just put some, some newspaper or cardboard or something down to kill whatever grass is down there and just throw the dirt in and there you go. Can you talk to people about what kind of dirt you prefer? Do you do like, I already know the answer to this. No, go I'm ahead. totally setting you up. But yes, I love setups. Do you do it's like Miracle Grow or what do you recommend? Yeah, I like to get um, nice organic compost. Okay. And I have a, a source, uh, my friend Sean works for a company where he uh, gets, it's basically leaf compost. Leaves that have been broken down for three or four years is really good compost. Uh, but getting nice organic compost. I mean, you can get a bag of that at, at Lowe's or even at, at Walmart or any store. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of uh, like miracle Grow or things like that. Because uh, chem- they have chemicals in them, is correct. that why? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because the chemicals aren't aren't really good for you. Um, but you can get organic stuff. Um, and honestly, if it's really easy. If you go to the store, they have they have garden soil. Um, and then they have, you can get like, I would suggest just getting a bag. If you're going to, let's say your box fills up a couple bags. I just put a bag of garden soil in there and maybe a, a top it off with compost. Um, the more organic matter you have in there, the better. So, yeah. So that's an easy way. And then if you wanted to go, go crazy, I mean, you could do, you know, put a, put a nice, you know, maybe till up or, um, till up your backyard or your front yard and just kind of put in, you know. A garden and it could be again it could be four by four feet or two by two feet or honestly one of my favorite things to do and I totally suggest people do this is to just plant some like most people if you've got a house have like some bushes so they have like you know some bushes or some flower beds or something like that just put some vegetables in there I mean you could put a couple onions. in your flower bed yeah. absolutely you could put some how come we think that we can't do that I've seen before I've seen um, specifically when we were in Serenby, that you walk by and there's like little red lettuces and cabbages planted in the flower yeah, they've bed. They've got kale and bok They've got like and, cabbage. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so pretty, especially if you get like a purple cabbage or a red leaf lettuce or something. It just, 
Yeah, it's such a unique way to think. Rather than make your yard ornamental, it can actually be useful. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of my one of my the videos that I or the lady that puts videos together on YouTube is her her channel is called called You Can't Eat the Grass. I really think that's meaning great. it's pretty useless to have. Yeah, you just mow it, right? Yeah, you well, did you that gotta, today, right? You got to mow it. You got to fertilize yeah. it, which I never do. Right, and then you have to water it if you're in the wrong climate. So, yeah, yeah. it looks really good, by the way. Thank we you. have green grass out there. It is. It is. Nice. I mean, spring actually showed up. I can't believe it. <laughs> Finally, I can't believe it. But no, honestly, don't let uh, you know your lack of space. I mean, if you got some bushes out front and there's a little bit of space that i mean ideally full sun but you could just put some herbs in there um you could throw some peppers in there just get get some potted plants and just throw them in there so just throw a bunch of seeds in there just start throwing See what stuff happens in. seeds yes. are cheap yeah <laughs> i love it so but yeah just a couple things to keep in mind um i would check the days to ma- the dtm which is the days to maturity on the seed packet um, and also check most importantly check um, what zone you're in we're in like 5b in this part of ohio and so we can grow certain things at certain times of the year. The date, date of maturity? The days to maturity. Days to maturity, is, sorry. So if you put radishes in the ground, their days to maturity is like 28 days. Okay. So they'll be ready in 28 days. Whereas so, a bell pepper or a potato have a different right. grow time. Yep. Mature time. Exactly. They must before. mature. Yep. Okay. But yeah, there's all kinds. Of, but again, I, I'm a kind of a seed, not a seed hoarder because I just, I love to buy seeds. Yeah. And I think it's just the idea of having the possibility uh, of like, oh, this little seed can turn into this. Plus, I mean, my gosh, the pictures and the catalogs. I mean, come on. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. So You do love it. So are you accepting like Q&A if people actually have a specific question? Can they email you at your website and ask? Because I sure. think that would be so great for you. Oh, absolutely. For I'd your YouTube channel, I'm trying to get you back on. Yeah, that YouTube Please channel. Please pressure John to make that videos again. <laughs> I have been begging him to make videos again for like months. And he keeps arguing with me because if I suggest something, he doesn't want to do it. So if you would like <laughs> to watch John on YouTube, he is so entertaining. He is the best editor. I mean, he puts me to shame. I like tried editing my videos and I just do the bare minimum but he like makes these beautiful <laughs> videos and I feel like this is a subject that he's passionate about and could talk a long 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 time about and so I just think it's so yeah just throw you under the bus there honey <laughs> well thank you that was very nice <laughs> so anyway your email yeah so john at the john lemon.com john at the john lemon.com if you have any questions uh, yeah. it will give him an idea of what to talk about and I'm sure he would just love to Take the time to answer it. Yeah. It's hard to know sometimes what you know, don't you think? Right. Like when I have readers ask me questions about writing and they're like, a recent one that I'm going to answer on my um, address on my Instagram this month, this coming month, was uh, how do you decide on your first line? Mm. And that's just not something you think to talk about. That's a great I don't question. think to talk that's a about. Great, how do you do that? <laughs> right? I mean, it's that's sort of different. Question. It's never the same, right? But... Some scenes I can just picture right off the bat. Sometimes, but you do have to think about it. You have to say, "Am I starting in the middle of the action? Right? Are we like right. like the heroine that I had who was literally running in her Versace gown across <laughs> this marble flooring to hide in a closet because she found out she was about to be proposed to? Like that was an opening, right? Right? Her heels like clacking right on the, in the floor. Middle of the action. <laughs> right? I love it. Or is it something like you just are? 
you know, one of my books, the heroine is just at a cafe having a conversation with another person. And we're, we, as the conversation goes, it's revealed who she is, how she has this contact, what they're talking about. So yeah, I think you can either start it really, really fast or you can kind of ease into it. But yeah, it's interesting because it just wasn't something I would have, yeah, it wasn't something I would have thought to address. Yeah. That's really interesting. But yeah, so the last, uh, and again, like Jess said, I could go on and on and on about growing things. And, uh, but yeah, the last point I was just going to say is just keep trying. Uh, certain things work at certain times of the year. Certain things work with certain soil. Um, I mean, just because, and also just because it worked last year doesn't mean it's going to work this year. And it's just, you never know. Um, but I just think if it's, if it looks fun, just plant it. Like if you see, again, the seed catalogs, I don't know how they do this. I'm going to have to, there's some conspiracy about the seed catalogs. You order seeds from one company and you get like 50 seed catalogs a year, <laughs> yeah. which I'm not complaining about because it's fun. But, but yeah, just if the picture looks really cool in the seed catalog or on the seed packet at, at your store, I mean, they even have seeds at like Walmart or Kroger or wherever. Yeah. Um, just Check your it. zone. Yeah, Check just, your dates, days to maturity. Days to I'll maturity, learn that yeah. eventually and yeah. just throw it in the ground. Yeah, throw it in the ground. Or water. in a bucket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or a little, little cup. Actually, what I did to start a lot of my seeds, I did this with all my tomatoes, or most of my tomatoes and peppers, is I took solo cups and I didn't, because I didn't have the actual pots that I needed. And I was like, well, I don't want to buy them. So I had a bunch of solo cups. Mm-hmm. So I cut a couple holes in the bottom of the solo cup, put some soil in it. Yeah. Boom. That's tomatoes. That's a temporary yeah. fix. Yeah. Yeah. So was Jessica, did you have anything else on that? I, I mean, you probably didn't, but Mm-mm. was there any other subject you wanted to start with or before I go off back to I think my we should go or? to cooking okay. since we're that talking about next... food. But That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to talk about, yeah, the next thing, um, well, what are you going to do with all this food that you've grown in your victory <laughs> right, garden? Right. But yeah, I think one of, one thing that's really important, and I think a lot of people eat out a lot, which is fine. We out, eat out too. But I think a really good skill to have is to how to learn how to cook. Yeah. And to cook really good food. And to talk about this, I have one of the best cooks that I know Aww, sitting across from me. So, yeah. so what do you think about that, babe? Well, because we have such an involved and lengthy uh, relationship with healthy eating because we went vegan once because I had to dive in and really do a deep dive on how to cook again. And don't worry, you could, this is generic information. You don't have to go vegan to have this, but, but what I was going to say is because I learned that and because I really don't like going to the grocery store, I, I became sort of a pantry superhero so let me interject real quick. Yeah. So by the way, we're, you know, under quarantine. Yes, yeah. we're allowed to go to the grocery store, but with the news and everything's kind of scary, we're just like, we don't yeah. want to get the Rona, right? I don't want to get the coronavirus. Right. So the less oh, we go you. out to the store, the better. Yeah. And so that has helped us immensely. Yeah. Because you're just like, well, we've got a can of beans and we've yep. got stuff in the pantry. What can we make? And that's, it's just been yeah, like my superpower. I, I mean, first superpower. of all, you have to have it in there and a lot of people might not. But one of the things that, when I stopped eating meat, one of the things I learned was just how big of a variety of grains and legumes that we don't eat. And legumes are what? For people that legumes don't Legumes are like beans, um, lentils. Like and chickpeas, garbanzo beans? I don't beans. think pe- chickpeas are oh. actually. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, That's a Google good question. that. Where's the fact check? Somebody, we'll fact check that later. But yeah, just, yeah, black beans, pinto beans, right? Chickpeas are a staple in our house. 
Right. Um, red lentils, uh, brown lentils, green lentils, split peas. Like there's all of these pantry ingredients that we just have on hand because I keep them on hand beyond just, well, I have a jar of sauce and a, jar, and a box of pasta, which there's nothing wrong with that. But that seems to be what's disappearing off the shelves. Meanwhile, my brother said, um, I said, did you get some beans so you could make burritos? And he said, all they had was black eyed peas. And I'm like, well, I can make black eyed peas because I have, you know, I know what to do with a black eyed pea. You can make a soup very, very simply. So I think a lot of people just eat a few categories of things. And I kind of learned to branch out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to jump in here. Sorry, real quick. I saw something that was really interesting on a video I watched uh, earlier today. And the lady was talking about Victory Gardens. And I, I, I don't know where she was overseas. She might have been in Europe or something. But um, she was saying that there was kind of a, a shortage of seeds. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of seeds at different companies where you could order them online. But she said, if you have if you have beans, if you have peas, dried beans, dried peas, yeah. if you have dill, if you have... She mentioned like a handful of things that you may have in your house right now that you could just throw in the yard and start growing stuff. Oh, and wow. I thought that was cool. So oh, like, dried beans. I yeah, never if you thought have about dried beans, that's how you plant beans them. Beans have just been dried. They yeah. haven't been like... Like in a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't been um, heated or anything. So yeah, if you've got a, a bag of dried beans, you could put that in the ground and then start yeah. growing stuff. Or like peas. If you've got like dried peas, yeah. you could do that. I just thought oh, that I was... And dill, that. I hadn't thought about that. Or if you've got, what, coriander turns into cilantro. Right. So right. anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Segway. Look at John. Reeling it back into growing <laughs> back to stuff. gardening. So I just thought that was really so interesting. So what I see a lot of people doing, and this is, I think, what you do when you're, you kind of don't know what to make for dinner, right? You're like, okay, what do I eat when I go out? I get hamburgers. So I'll get hamburger. I'll get buns. Okay. Right. I get pizza. So I'll get pizza crust. I'll get cheese. Or frozen pizza. <laughs> or, yeah. Or frozen pizza. Or um, chicken fingers are, you know. So they're trying to figure out like how to put this together. But I think the easiest thing to do, especially if you're dealing with grocery shelves that can't keep up with the demand, is kind of start thinking like in your basic, like enchiladas. I made enchiladas the other day. Sure. Enchiladas, burritos, and tacos, by the way, are for whatever you have in the fridge. That's why that that's why that's there. Anything you have. If you have leftover chicken, if you have leftover beans, if you have like we have a hundred pounds of spinach. I mean we don't have that much, but it feels like it. Whatever goes in there, right? If you have mushrooms that are about to go, if you have carrots that are about just chop up oh, whatever you have, put it in in enchiladas with your sauce and your cheese. And you're good to go. You can buy enchilada sauce in a can. You can make it homemade. Um, I did make it homemade. So if you can't find enchilada sauce on your grocery shelf right now, look up a recipe. It's really as simple as tomato paste, vegetable broth, and seasoning. Some seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. It really is not hard to make. So don't feel like, oh, no, if you can't find red enchilada sauce, buy green. If you can't find either of those whatever, things, yeah. buy salsa and yeah, put a little bit of tomato sauce, tomato sauce so, yeah. and salsa together and kind of marinade, yeah. create your own. But uh, we made, so we made enchiladas, not out of tor- regular um, burrito shells. I actually like them with corn tortillas. Corn tortillas are dirt cheap too. They are. They're so they inexpensive. Like two bucks for like a whole Yes, they are so inexpensive. So we always keep those in the pantry. They last for a really long time. 
you can find them with relatively few ingredients if you, you know, look hard enough. And if your store is out of chips, tortilla chips, yeah. you can just roast you can, those yes, in the oven. Yes, you can. You can cut them into triangles. We've done that before, too. Bake them to make them crispy, right? A little bit of olive oil, a little bit of salt, and you've got chips. Yeah. So that's sort of a pantry hack. Uh, I did write lasagna down here because we all have, like, lasagna noodles. You can buy a big block of mozzarella cheese. And what you put in between your lasagna is just anything you got in the fridge. If Again, you have, carrots, yep, spinach, Mushrooms, whatever. Yeah, if, you, spinach. if it's zucchini season, if you've planted zucchini yes. in the tree garden. Oh, eggplant would right. be amazing. Right. Um, and not any of that stuff. I just, <laughs> but sorry to stop, and, interrupt, but, like, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah. tacos... If you get taco shells or you get burrito shells yeah. or if you get those corn tortillas, you can throw anything in there. You can. You, you have fried potatoes. Oh, man. Uh, canned artichokes. Right. I mean, literally anything, guys. It yeah. just Not only Taco Taco Bell doesn't just make, <laughs> yeah. doesn't fill tacos. Right. You can too. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, what I was going to say is we don't have ricotta cheese in the house and I wanted to make lasagna. So I was like, I did have tofu, but I was like, I don't want to waste my tofu, which sounds silly, but I was saving it for like a stir fry or a tofu scramble or something where you can really appreciate the tofu because I really like my cooked tofu. So what I decided to do was make um, like a hummus. We didn't have any hummus. If you have hummus, you could certainly just use it as a ricotta in your lasagna, you know, just one of your layers. That would be a good layer. Yeah. It would be be really good. But we didn't have any hummus either because we've been making ours homemade. And that was as simple as a food processor. Uh, chickpeas, Italian seasoning, a little bit of water, some lemon juice, salt and pepper. Just taste it. If you like the taste of the hummus, it's going to taste good in the lasagna. And it was really good. I was actually upset that we made such a small pan of it <laughs> because it I know it vanished. was really good. Well, the enchiladas I made a double batch and we just were right. like we just had to put some in the freezer because we're right. drowning in enchiladas. <laughs> but didn't you what was the what was the secret though? Or what's our secret though? You said yeah. that you're you thought you messed it up though. Well, the enchiladas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I think I ruined these. Yeah. And it was like, I don't think they taste ruined to me. They tasted amazing. Yeah. Well, I was so making sauce from, job. thank you. I was making sauce from scratch and I was just kind of throwing in things. So I can't <laughs> recreate it. That's what's terrible. It ended right. up fantastic and I don't know how to recreate it. Um, another great hack is to make a soup. Oh man. Any soup. Potato soup. Potato beans. Matter soup. of fact, yeah, oh, if man. you can, you a, if you, you can, can do cook chicken chili, you can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, if you can cook potatoes and carrots, and if you have celery, vegetable broth, by the time you salt and season that bad boy, dump in a can of white beans. I know it sounds weird, and blend the soup till it's smooth, and you've got like this protein-packed potato soup. Uh, that's a really good way to go, and. I think the last tip I was going to say is if you don't have fresh vegetables, have frozen. Buy frozen onions, buy frozen bell peppers, buy frozen peas. Frozen corn's great to dump in your enchiladas. Oh, yeah. You could also. You, you've done this multiple times. Yes. You just like made a soup where you threw yep. basically, oh, we've got a bunch of stuff in the freezer. Yeah. And you throw all kinds of, or like even to, like a stir fry mix or something, just throw it in there. I used to do that. I would buy five or six smaller bags of vegetables. I'd buy cauliflower, I'd buy broccoli, I'd buy green beans, I'd buy, you know, carrots. Or whatever, yeah. Like, you know, celery and you can get celery, onion, carrot all diced up in a frozen bag. And you just literally open up each bag, dump it in the crock pot, pour in your vegetable broth, pour in your seasoning, and that's it. 
and you have this big mixed vegetable soup. So it really is easier to hack than you think it is if you just toss out some of your rules. You don't have to be some fancy chef. Just go to your pantry, find a bag of whatever. If you have a bag of split peas and go online and look up what do I cook if I have split peas. Right. Well, I thought the video you watched, and I helped you. Watch, I helped you watch it. I was just in there. I was holding your hand and helping you watch <laughs> That's it. That's right. I watched You're holding it. my head still, so I can look like, away. Yeah, yeah. So I helped you watch it. But then we watched the other day. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the title was called. So now, what, what was it like? What do you do with what all the beans? What to do with all those beans you bought? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll find her channel is really, really great. Which is who? Uh, I can't remember her okay. name. We'll, it's we'll like put that in the show notes. For yeah, sure. I think she's she's also a plant based <laughs> cook, but. I mean, there's a lot of curries and soups and just how to make refried right. beans. Right. If you can't find refried beans at your grocer, refried beans are pinto beans and taco seasoning. Right. If you can't find taco seasoning, look up taco seasoning. There's right. nine ingredients in it and they're all in your pantry. I promise. Chili powder, onion powder, garlic powder, cumin, right? So there's a lot of things that we can break them down to their smallest parts or substitute them out. If you don't have something, it doesn't mean the dish is ruined, right? Absolutely. And I mean, obviously seasoning is, not obviously, but seasoning is very, very important. Um, you do a great job with seasoning. Thanks. Actually, let me go back to the freezer thing too. Yeah. And again, I'll go back to the victory garden. But <laughs> we've had an abundance of spinach this yes. year. And we've been able to you know, give it to our, our landlord, Steve. But our friend Steve... Um, that I have the North Field at, but we've been able to uh, freeze a lot too. And so if you have, if you plant like zucchini and squash in the garden, if you plant zucchini, you're going to have like a million zucchini. You can pick them, you can slice them, you can freeze them. Like anything that you have an abundance of, throw in the freezer and try it later. And I think that's, that's kind of fun too. Cause it's like, cause different times a year, like right now we have a, t- a glut of spinach, mm-hmm. but we're not going to have that right. in, july and august because it's too hot for spinach so and if you package them in one to two cup portions you've got now you can throw it in your smoothie in the morning you can put it stir it into your scrambled eggs and kale freezes really well too same same idea so um that actually takes me to the i know i I thought of one more thing to say no i have more is everything that i've been making i have opened the fridge and said what do we have a lot of and we had a lot of spinach, right? So every time I'm like, what else can I put into this scramble? Or what else can I put into the soup? And spinach has been going into everything. It went right. into the lasagna. It went into the enchiladas. It went into the scramble that I made this morning. It went into soup. You know, at the end of your sure. soup, you make that potato soup. You blend everything up. That last moment, put in some sort of acid like an apple cider vinegar or a lemon juice and a big handful or two or three of chopped greens, any green, shard, uh, spinach, kale, yeah, Yeah, whatever you have. And it's a great way to use. If you don't have fresh, open up a bag of frozen spinach and dump it in there. It's like you're just infusing the food that you're already eating with tons of vegetables, and it bulks out your soup also. So you have a lot more of it, especially in times like this soup freezes really well so right. you make all the soup Cause, yeah because we'll some make in the soup and when i say we i mean you so you'll make <laughs> yeah. soup um although there is a nice tailgate turkey chili um recipe in the uh beer makes everything better cookbook. Right. but anyways shameless plug but no <laughs> when you make soup or one of us makes soup we usually make a large portion and yeah. if you know if you're 
You can look on YouTube for videos. Um, just Googling, like you said, let's say I have a bunch of spinach. Why do we keep talking about spinach? We love spinach. <laughs> because we have a lot of spinach. Right, so let's say I'm Popeye and I've got big forearms. Plus it's easy to find. Everybody can a lot find of spinach. That. That's true. Yeah. Everybody knows spinach. But yeah, so then you're like, okay, how do I use spinach? And then, Or like uh, I'm working on some recipes for my Tasty Tuesday CSA program about radishes because I have a lot of radishes. Um, I can grow quickly and some really good radishes. And it's like, okay, how do you use radishes? Yeah, that was you know? my question because other than sliced really thinly on a salad i don't think i'd ever seen radishes used anywhere oh like a garnish been, or on a yeah, salad I have, that's like, it. the top seven ways ah, i can't to wait do to it. read that oh yeah or watch your youtube video i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait to film a youtube <laughs> video it's gonna be exciting but now i think the resources we have are so many um, and there's a lot of people that have a lot more time right now but yeah there's youtube videos uh, we're gonna link some of our favorite channels uh, what, yeah, any, definitely. Any come to mind off the top of your head that they can look up? Um, what um, do you see the limes? Yeah. What's the pick up limes? Pick up limes. We've talked about before. Yeah, um, she's great. Our really good friend Anthony Ladon is doing quarantine cooking right now, <laughs> and you guys, it is li- it is done live. He does it most oh, weekdays, it's and it's so the funny. funniest. We don't even cook what he's cooking, and we watch and laugh and are and just completely and, entertained. Oh, my gosh. So we'll definitely um, put Anth on there. Oh, for sure. Uh, pick up limes, and I'll look up the other, the one that said the, what to do with all the beans, all those beans yes. you bought. Yeah. But there's tons of YouTube videos. Um, I mean, you can Google recipes, too. And that's Jess what I was... Beautician. I know that's a really weird name for a cooking channel. I feel like maybe she changed horses mid-race or something. Which but, is fine. She's um, allowed to do that. Jess Beautician is another that I yeah. have recommended. And she's also plant-based. <clears throat> but here's how I think of that. If you're like, oh my gosh, enough with the plant-based. If you make a plant-based anything and you have to have meat in it, you just add Throw the meat. Chicken. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, add yeah. it. It's totally... Totally customizable. You're making a bean chili. Guess what? You can throw chicken in it. Yeah, but you're starting off with such a great base of vegetables, and that's what people are trying to get more of in their diet. So I always feel like it's a good base, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, the other day we did make something fairly normal, which I think is a great recommendation. Frozen tilapia. Oh, man. Right? We thaw out two fillets in a pitcher full of water for a little bit, pan fry them. And then I made a pot of wild rice, and to the wild rice, I added. Uh, garlic powder and guess what <laughs> spinach. no wait wait hold on spoiler alert. did you add spinach you added spinach because you had some spinach yeah. okay. and then we made like a homemade sauce which is very which easy spinach oh wait you Man- <laughs> no mayonnaise mustard lemon right. juice relish just your basic salt pepper just your basic tartar sauce sort of thing and boom we had this you were like, this is fancy. And it did oh, it look really amazing. fancy. It was really good, But it good was all, too. think about it. it None of great. it was fresh. It really did. Yeah. Except the lemon that I squeezed into the sauce. Yeah. None of it. The fish was frozen. The rice was in the pantry. The spinach is in so, the fridge. So The spinach. The spinach is everywhere. Yeah. So let's say that somebody hasn't cooked a lot and their yeah. pantry's kind of bare and they don't have a lot of seasoning. Okay. Let's say they have salt and pepper. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go a long way with salt and pepper, right? Yeah, you can. So what would you say... So I think, and obviously you're the queen here of cooking, um, even though I have a cookbook, I would say that (laughs) if you have onions, garlic, salt and pepper, you can pretty much do that to just about anything. And even if you don't have a fresh onion or a fresh garlic, 
You could do onion powder or mm-hmm. garlic powder. True. And I think those four. And by the way, if you, you don't do have great with that fresh garlic, you can buy it minced in a jar. If you don't have fresh onion, you can buy it frozen and chopped. Right. But you can even get that on Amazon, like on Prime. Yeah, right you can so. get onion and garlic on Amazon. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. But I would say if you don't have a lot in your pantry and you're like, what the heck do I do with this? The very, very simple thing to do is either a chickpea or a black bean wrap. So you open a uh-huh. can, rinse it out. For the chickpea wrap, you're going to be looking like you would make tuna salad. Relish, mayonnaise, lemon juice, salt, pepper. Sure. Put it in a tortilla. If you don't have a tortilla, wrap it in lettuce. If you if you don't want to wrap it in lettuce, put it on a salad. Sure. So that's very easy. If you don't have, have any greens, eat it on crackers. So that's a very simple thing. Right. And then the black beans, you're looking at chili powder, cumin, salt, pepper. If you have a packet of taco seasoning, sprinkle it with that. There you go. Mash it up a little bit, a little bit of water in a pan. You know, get that kind of refried thing going on. And you can do burritos. You can do... Um, you know, corn tortilla tacos, a little bit of salsa. Everybody's got salsa in their fridge usually. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and if you have shredded pepper. cheese. Can I mention salt and pepper? <laughs> salt I'm telling pepper. you, like salt, salt and pepper goes a, a long way. It's a given. Though. Yeah. So what would be like your top, do you have like your top four yeah. um, seasonings besides salt and pepper? Of oh, uh, well, I'm a huge fan of Italian seasoning mm. because it's a blend of everything. It's like marjoram, oregano, basil thyme it's kind of got everything in it so get a good italian seasoning that's that goes a long way too yes you can put that on a lot lot of of things did you know there's a lot of oregano in mexican food so yeah so i always put oregano Hmm. in my in my mexican dishes um chili powder yes i think you need to make a good solid hearty you know chili of any kind bean or meat chili sure or if you're making like you said beans for Mm -hmm. tacos or whatever put a little chili powder in there um curry powder Okay. Curry powder is a go-to for me. It never used to be. I put it in the end of uh, on my chili. You can put it in any soup to just. It needs a punch of something. Chili, a curry powder goes a long, long way. And cumin. Was that three or four? Four. Was I that, thought you said four. I did say four. Oh, was that, okay. I, I can't remember. So yeah. what are they? Review. Oh gosh, if I can remember them now. <laughs> cumin, chili powder. Italian seasoning and curry powder. Got it. Yeah. Bingo. Those are, that's what Doing I would it. say is my top four to always, always have on hand. Right. Right. And honestly, like I said, you got salt and pepper. Everybody has that. Yeah. And if you have some garlic and onion. Yeah. It. And what's your trick? You have a great trick with, um, besides the uh, the garlic rocker, oh, which is I love awesome. That I'm going to totally put oh, a link man. to that in the show notes. You guys, that it's makes, the best. It's like a garlic oh press, gosh. but it's... It's, it's amazing. So Looks like easy. a little teeter totter. <laughs> it's, it, it's the garlic teeter totter. It's fantastic. Yeah. So easy to clean. I love it. Yeah. That's so good. But your trick for onions yeah. is because a lot of times you're doing a recipe, uh, you know, unless you're doubling it, you're using like half an onion. Right. And so you will chop the whole onion yep. and you'll either put that little baggie in the freezer mm-hmm. or sometimes in the fridge for later. Right. And I honestly, I think if you, let's say you've got two onions and the recipe calls for one onion. Chop them both. Chop them all. Because yeah. guess what? You're going to only cry the one time when you're chopping the <laughs> That's onions. That's right. And you might as, you're in the mood. You've got the, everything smells like onions anyways. Right. Chop it up. Put in a couple baggies. Put in the freezer. Yep. And then you can throw that in whatever. Yeah. So, it's a huge yeah. shortcut when you don't, and it's so nice when you're making, like if you're making refried beans or something and you just want half an onion, but you don't, I mean, you're, you're being lazy already. Absolutely. If you're opening a can of beans, you're already like, yeah. you know, 
You're I'm going to be lazy about it. my dinner. <laughs> Probably. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's a great tip. No, I love it. Yeah, so the only other thing I've got on here. Yeah. I, Am I allowed to refill my wine? You should do I, that, it, actually. It was a very small pour. No, you should do that. Okay. I'm, that so I'll a, let you, you had an error. You made an error <laughs> by only segue. having a very small pour. So. I'll let you segue to the next thing. But, yeah, so we started. We got our top three things of what to do in quarantine. Um, number one was grow a victory garden. And, I, again, I could talk about that for weeks. Uh, the, number two is learning to cook better. Uh, Which and again, I could talk about for weeks. You could. And a, yeah. of course, YouTube videos, uh, there's recipes online. You can Google stuff. I do have one mini rant, and I apologize, but my mini rant is when I Google recipes, like, hey, how do I use radishes or let's say spinach or whatever, mm-hmm. is when I go to people's websites and there's 47. Oh, the ads. Ads. And ads there's and four videos, videos that are playing. Like so, by the way, just this is what I do. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, I just leave. I leave that site <laughs> and I try, I go back, I just hit the little back button and I'm like, hey, let me find a website that has, you know, instead of 25 different ads run at the same time, you know, auto playing four videos. Um, I just go back and I'm like, oh, look, there's only a few ads. And yeah. I'm, I'm all about people making money on the website, but come on, let's just take it down a notch That's here, so people. cluttered, isn't it? It's I use re- the Reading View. If you have an Apple computer, you have a Reading View. I use Reading View a lot. And here's another techie tip. In your Safari um, menu, yeah. you can turn off pop-ups for that site. Ooh. And that cuts down That's a huge. lot of the clutter. So if it's a play, if it's a site that right. you really love, like I adore, Cookie and Kate, right. it's a great site. Right. Website. Um. Again, ad heavy, video heavy. So I turn off the pop ups on that, and it cuts oh, down some of the noise. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, if, if not though, and if you have the time to watch, or it. sign up for the newsletter. I'm sorry, to interrupt. No good. Yeah. If sign up for their newsletter because that newsletter will come right to your inbox, no ads, usually has a recipe in That's it. That's actually very yeah. good. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, if not, I mean, honestly, if you have the time, just go to YouTube. Just use the search bar on YouTube and you can watch, you can come up with a recipe pretty quick and, you know, in a few minutes sometimes. Uh, yeah, and then learn to season. That was the other thing. So our third thing, third subject is plan your spending. We're talking about finances, people. This could be tough times for people. People are being laid off. People that work at restaurants, people at retail, don't have jobs right now. This is and we feel so bad, you know, for people that are struggling. Yeah, I mean, we, the government's we were... gonna give us twelve to twenty four hundred bucks or whatever, right. which will be nice. But we were um, them at one point. We have been there. We have been in debt. We've had car payments. We've been paycheck to paycheck. We have been paycheck, or um, or it was day to day when we worked at day Outback. Day to day when it we worked like at a tips. restaurant. If this happened yeah. when we worked at Outback, we would not be able to make our rent because we both worked at Outback right. for like two years. That's why that's so much of that. We would is be being in forgiven. some serious trouble. So, yeah. What did you want to talk about this? Well, I actually listened to um, John and I took a Dave Ramsey class years ago. You've probably heard us talk about Financial Peace University, and I listened to a podcast with him on it, and he said. At a time like this, particularly... It's like a... Yeah, where this is unparalleled. It's a pandemic. This is like a crisis. Yeah. It can be a very big financial crisis for people. Right. So people are like, what do I do? And you're everybody's panicking about everything. Um, you need to focus on your four walls. Your four walls are food. 
You have to be able to feed your family. Stock that pantry. Stock that freezer. Use some of the tips we talked about. (laughs) Grow that victory garden. Number two is shelter. You got to keep the roof over your head. Now, as far as rent and mortgages, I know a lot of this is being forgiven right now in the immediate months. So if you, you know, if you have an exception, that's a different story. But your home, you got to stay in your house, Right. right? Right. The third thing is you got to keep the lights on. So utilities, pay your water, pay your electricity. Yeah, and pay the, your gas bill or pay whatever. Pay your gas it is. bill. Absolutely. Uh, your final, the final wall is transportation. So you want to pay, be able to pay for your gasoline and pay for your car so that you can get to work, so that you can get to the grocery, so that, you know, whenever you do go out of the house, you can do that. So I thought that narrowed it down. He also mentioned, That now is not the time to, if you can't pay the credit card bill, if you can't pay the loan, the school loan, then you just can't. Right. This is for a very short period of time. So you're saying, sorry to interrupt, but so you're you're saying when we're talking about the four walls. Yes. We're talking about these are the top four things. Yes. You do this first. You pay these four things first. Right. And then some of these other things like school loans and credit card payments. Let it go. You just have Work to let it out. go. If yeah. you don't, because if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. Right. And I think we're in a unique. I mean, uh, I don't even have to say. I think we are in a unique. <laughs> this is very unique time. Yes. Like you said, it's unprecedented. And right now, people aren't being as demanding of money. They know. They know, guys. You're not alone. Right. If you're thinking, I'm out of a job. I have bills to pay. You and almost everybody. So right. it's. It's kind of a blessing that this is happening all over and people are hitting a pause button on this. Um, But I did want to say, and I have to be so careful about how I say this because I don't want you guys to think that John and I just have like $10 million banked, right? Boy, I But wouldn't it be great? I don't know what we do with it right now. It's not like we could... Yeah, it'd be in the stock market. It would have lost 40% over the last three weeks. Not like we could go anywhere right now. But we, honest to God have not panicked about money. And that is one of the reasons that I'm actually planning on writing a blog about it. I'm so glad that John wanted to talk about it on this podcast because it was really a unique experience for me not to feel completely panicked about money. Now, I still have, I mean, I have income coming in from books that I wrote years ago, but that's not always that much. I never know how much it's going to be. Right. I don't know how books are going to sell. I don't know if that's going to fare better or fare worse john's got the farmer's market right now which is the main right. source and of I, his but income i quit my job right. so that was gone so yeah. we don't know how the farmer's market's going to trickle out is it going to be are we going to be able to open it right or, can we yeah what if the farmer's market right. can't be opened until august, august or september or something. you know i mean that so would be a huge debt, we're, so. we're there with you we understand the fear that's behind this but when you can plan ahead for to have an emergency fund to have a retirement plan, to have some money set back for your business expenses or just your personal expenses, that is huge, huge, huge. And it's just a very unique spot for us to be in. And if you're saying, well, thanks a lot, Jessica, that doesn't help me right now, I get it. But once we get over the hump, Right. Once we flatten this damn curve and right. get over this right. hump, people get back to work. People are going to get back to work. Life is going to return to normal-ish and eventually Ish. normal. And when you start having that influx of cash, 
I really want you to save for a rainy day. That is my, I'm telling you, it's made a huge difference. So seek out Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University. This isn't just some silly little finance class that, you know, that's a bunch of rules and regulations. It's literally changed our lives. Oh, it totally has. And also on the mortgage thing too, um, in the rent thing. So there's kind of some rumors and different things talking about how different states are doing different things, how they're stopping evictions currently. Um, and, and, you know, and then like the electric companies are not turning off people's electric. Right. Um, you're still going to owe that money. I mean, if you, right. if it's if deferred, you not, yeah, if you didn't pay your owed. rent, they're not going to evict you right now because we're in the middle of a national worldwide epidemic crisis, but you're going to still need to pay that as well. But I did have, you know, depending on how that works out with your landlord, but, um, with mortgages, I did actually get a voicemail from our mortgage company, which is, which is pretty cool. It's James B. Nutter out of, um, St. Louis, Missouri. And they just said, Hey, if you're having trouble, call Call. and let us know. They had a specific number. So that's the thing. So if you're having trouble with your four walls where you, you know, make sure you can eat Make sure you get the bit, you know, got the electric on, the gas on, the water on. You need those things, and maybe you need the transportation just to get to, you know, the grocery store or you know, or work or you know, other work. Um, but you're having trouble paying your mortgage. Like, talk to your mortgage company. They know what's going on. Yeah, make a phone call. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. They they want they want to work with you. So that if you don't have any money, I would say the same. Out. If you're having an issue with a credit card or a school loan, just make a phone call and say. We're in crisis. Can we defer this for X amount of months or days or weeks or whatever your situation is? Right. And I think what's been interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people are doing this as well, but like, I mean, even our expenses, which, which we had cut back, you know, before I quit my job or after I quit my job, we had cut them down to, yeah. to bare bones. Because you've been much. out for six months now. So we were already yeah. like, we need to eat out less. We need to. Right. Yeah. I'm brewing my own beer. Save for a rainy day. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think a lot of people are realizing that their expenses have gone down because they're not drinking out, eating out, doing all these other things or shopping a lot. Not that we can't ever go back to do those things, but by the way, when you do them rarely and when we move to this incredibly rural town that we live in, I mean, we didn't have a choice because everything was kind of far away to all the restaurants, you know, not far away, but definitely right. not around the corner like they were where right. we used to live. So we got in the habit of cooking at home. And, you know, once you were home full time, that habit increased right. tenfold. But yeah. I think these are great habits. And I think this is, again, kind of a silver lining that I, 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 you know, like I was texting a good friend of mine the other day and I was like, I was like, you just need to cut your expenses. He's like, I know, right? Like, what do we really need to do? Like, we're stuck yeah. at home right now. And I'm not saying it's not going to last forever, but look at what, you know, look at what you really need. Like, look at the things that really make you happy. I mean, it's connecting with friends and family. I mean, FaceTiming your mom is not, that doesn't cost anything. And And I I just think stuff like that's really important. Don't you think that a lot of it's attitude, like, I'll use the example of you cleaning the juicer or me cooking a meal. Mm. Like, it takes time. Great example. Sure. It takes a lot of time to do. If you scrub a juicer, it takes at least 10 minutes. If you're good at it, like John, okay. It takes so a while. So you use that time to look out the kitchen window, to go over a list of things you're grateful for, to, you know what I'm saying? Like just Absolutely. just use that time as this is my meditative clean the juicer time. And when I go to the kitchen to cook, I like to cook. I really do. 
But some days I really don't. I don't <laughs> want to do it. I'm tired. You know, I work full time in my office. It's not always the first thing I want to do either is get done from the hunch over the you know keyboard right. and go cook yeah, an and entire just meal. Just because it's quarantine doesn't mean you stopped. Like your production no, schedule is no. still going. None of strong, my deadlines so. got pushed at all, which was sort of a bummer. <laughs> I was like, I would have liked to hear, take the month You're like, off. Can I be just, laid off just for a couple of weeks? <laughs> just for a little while, just a little breather. To kind of deal with my feelings, right? Yeah. Uh, but but when I go in there and I put on music or I put on a podcast and I really just enjoy the process of cutting the vegetables and trying a new recipe, just, just go find a new recipe and try something new. If you ruin you're it, just totally you add salt and pepper. <laughs> Great. Add some, add some more salt and pepper. Yeah. But yeah, you're just present in the moment yes. at what you're doing. Right. I think that's so important. Yeah. And of course, it's your year of being, so... It is. How are you being on the bean? I feel almost responsible for this because I feel it like... It is all your fault, yes. My gosh. You know, I wasn't really being. I was doing a lot of doing. And now I was yeah. forced to be a little bit more present than I was before. So, I don't yeah, know. That's interesting. I mean, on that topic, let's talk about this. Like, your roller coaster of emotions over these last two and a half weeks. Right. Can you even... Oh, it's crazy. Do you remember a time when you've ever felt so many competing emotions at the at the at the same day in at the same I think week? The craziest part about it is I just keep thinking everybody's going through this. Yes. That's the crazy part is it like is. it's not just like we're in a financial crisis or we're in a this, you know, whatever, we're having a bad week. Right. It's like Everybody the whole gets world it. is having right. a bad month. Like it, you know, half yeah. the world's having a bad month. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's a very unique situation. Yep. So one thing I wanted to to uh, end with on the uh, on the financial part is just an emergency fund. And like you like just said, maybe you don't have any money right now, and that's fine. But once you get back to work, you know, once you maybe lowered your expenses a little bit, you really need to save for a rainy day because I mean, I feel like the economy and stuff have been going you know really well for the last three or four years. Uh, we really hadn't had too many bumps and it's like you know unemployment's down and all this stuff and now like so many people got laid off it's crazy it is you know and when and people are applying for unemployment and unemployment isn't a hundred percent of your wages usually right so it's like all of a sudden people are you know they're struggling and i just think you really i mean a few thousand bucks goes a long way right now if you don't have it that's right so so look at it as a challenge if you can that's what we did when John left his job. Our income literally got cut in half. And we were fortunate, and that was a decision you and I made. So I think we're mentally ready for it. Right. It was a little easier than this. I didn't get laid off. We were sort of like... I I quit, so it wasn't... We were like almost excited, right? Because we were like, oh, I'm excited to try something different. Things have been really easy. Right. So if this has hit you like a slap across the face, try to reframe it as a challenge. This is... Something that's not going to last forever. This is a, like, find out what you're made of. You've got tough stuff in there. I promise you. I promise you. And we still have the internet. Thank God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. We, we still have the internet. We still have Netflix. So. Right. Yeah. Look up the look up those recipes. Look up how to do a victory garden. Learn a new skill. What did you like right. to do when you were a kid? I've been drawing a lot. I think a lot of us have gone back to... What did we do when we were really happy and we didn't have to make ends meet? Give yourself that permission to 
go outside and play. You know, we still have a backyard. Outside isn't canceled for us, even though right, even though <laughs> the we, corona didn't cancel outside. Even though we, John no. and I, are forced to play with the dog and <laughs> each right. other, that's yeah. like all we got, right? <laughs> Six to twelve feet away from any friends yeah. that stop by, but <laughs> right, yes. right. No, I totally agree, and I think that's a great place to end this too. But yeah, it's just yeah, people are resilient. Mm-hmm. People, I've seen some of the most hilarious and amazing videos yes. from people. people memes, are smart. the memes are hilarious. I mean, oh, it's like gosh. we get it. Yes, this is a terrible thing that we're going through, but I think we will prevail. Yeah, and it's just like, what will you be on the other side, and where will you be? And I think if you can work on you know the three things that we talked about, you know, talk about you know growing a victory garden and if your victory garden is one little pot in your windowsill in your windowsill in your <laughs> yeah. kitchen that's great uh, and if you learn to cook better those are skills that last a lifetime i mean that's if you true. learn to save a little money on cooking or able to eat out of your pantry when you can't get food that's amazing yeah and then obviously um about your financial plan and i i just want to end with the financial thing is just be like emergency fund emergency fund emergency fund and what is a good amount for someone starting out after this is over and people are back to work and we're starting to build again how much money is a good start for an emergency yeah i'll just kind of do dave ramsey thing i mean the first the first step would be to have a thousand dollars in emergency fund Um, that helps get the car fixed that helps get you know whatever you know anything not not a new sofa that's right. not what that's yes, for. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I think but if you just emergency. start with $1,000, mm-hmm. that's a great start. Have a little victory party um, with that. And then if you can build up to three to six months, you know, each expenses. month of expenses, yeah. each month you have, like, let's say your expenses are $4,000 a month. So, you know, you start with $1,000. That's awesome. But now you've got $4,000 in your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That means if you get laid off or coronavirus hits like it did with everybody, um, you have a month where you don't have to stress. Right. You can cover your bills until you can get back to work. Um, and then once you build it up to three to six months, um, like we have, it's just, it's a pretty good feeling. You know, it just really helps you sleep at night. And for those of you, I'll end with, I'm going to steal this from Dave Ramsey. Do it. Because I thought it was such a beautiful thing to say. We but like he Dave. said, I do like Dave. He said, if you're not experiencing this, And some of you probably aren't. Some of you probably are like, we're good. We had Emergency Fund Plus. We still have our business. Or you You have a salary job. Right. Or you're you're still getting paid. You're just working from home. Or you're one of these incredible, necessary people that are, you know, out on the front lines. Yeah, all the essential people. Right. If you're essential right now. I mean, we're all essential. What a terrible thing to say. But you know what I mean. (laughs) You know what I mean. Essential. Essential for, right, allowed to go to work and encouraged to go to work um, if you're needed. Right now, if you've got extra money, now is the time to help your fellow man. And he said, I bet if you go through the drive-thru and order your food and hand that 17-year-old in the drive-thru $100, you'll make his life. Yeah. So people do remember the way you behave in a crisis. And if you are able to go above and beyond what you have, do it. Everybody should be tipping double or triple right now. Right. Oh, the stories of the people tipping, what was the one where the... The couple left like $2,400. Whoa, did they really? Because it was their favorite little yeah. small restaurant, and they knew they were closing the next day, and so they oh. left a $2,400 tip to split between everybody oh. to help them get through. I didn't Isn't hear that, that story. Great? It's a great Yeah, there's story. a bunch of different stories like yeah. that. I think people are being very generous now. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you've if got you wanted this, to be generous, this yeah. is the time to be generous, for so sure. So you've got this, control what you can control, which is 
you know, those three things that we talked about. Pick up a hobby. Try the gardening. Try cooking a meal. Yep. Save money for a rainy day because it's going to rain again. Yep. Absolutely. That's all I have. Well, yeah, everything will be, uh, all the uh, notes in the show notes, all the links to everything we talked about will be in the show notes at onedrinkwithjohn.com. And Jessica, is there any other final things? I think you've you've nailed it. So I don't think so. Just, again, I want to offer to email john at thejohnlemon.com if you have questions about the gardening or... If you, want to force him, or if you want to force him to do a YouTube <laughs> or video. Or if you would like to help me guilt him into doing YouTube videos again, because I really loved watching them. I'm not just saying that. And if you need to reach out for a good book to read or just emotional support or just to ask a writing question, maybe some of you are starting a writing hobby right now and you have questions about that, please contact me at jessica at jessicalemon.com. I don't just say that. I mean it. Jessica at jessicalemon.com. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. That's me. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hang in there. We'll get through this. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>